Welcome to the You Can Make a Living in the Music Industry podcast from Nashville, Tennessee. I am your host, John Martin Keith. Celebrities, working class musicians, and people who work behind the scenes in all areas of the music industry will share their stories, encourage you, and give practical advice of ways you can make a living doing what you love in the music industry. This episode is brought to you by Edenbrook Productions. Edenbrook Productions is the company I founded to help musicians grow in their craft. Are you a songwriter, but maybe you've been told your songs aren't quite there yet? Or are your songs ready, but you don't feel stage ready? Or maybe music is your passion, but you feel imprisoned by your day job and you don't know what to do next to make your dream a reality. Well, Edenbrook Productions is here to help. We offer consulting services via phone call, Skype, and FaceTime. And for the You Can Make a Living in the Music Industry podcast listeners, we're offering an introductory one-hour consultation special. Click on the link in the show notes to contact me, and let's get you making a living in the music industry. Hey guys, welcome to the very first introductory episode of You Can Make a Living in the Music Industry. I am your host, your happy host, John Martin Keith. And I'm his happy wife, Keely Keith. Ah, you didn't expect to have another voice <laughs> pop in there, but it sure did. <laughs> this is my wife, Keely Brooke Keith, who is also a musician, and she's an author. She writes amazing fiction novels, wow, bestseller novels that are all over the world, which is awesome. And we're creatives. We get to make a living doing what we love to do. And so the whole purpose of this particular podcast is to let people know that you can make a living doing music if that is what you want to do uh, and there are so many different ways to do that mm-hmm, absolutely uh, even before you and i met yeah years and years ago you know i was making a living for the most part doing music not full-time necessarily right. at that time but since we've been married things have worked out that i've been able to work things into full-time status doing multiple things yeah you know, in music absolutely in music. yeah and that's what you've encountered so much living in nashville which yeah. is definitely a huge um music city Um, and what we've noticed is with our friends over the years so many people either come to Nashville or rise up in Nashville as musicians this is what they want to do they're passionate about it but as any creative profession can be there can be a struggle to make ends meet and so it's easy to give up and just you know I'll just pull my guitar out now and then and I'm just going to go to work as whatever but then not being happy in the whatever and right. so that's what you're trying to help people with this. Yeah, because um, we know so many people. We've got so many friends that have been in that position that just kind of gave up. Mm-hmm. And some by choice and some not necessarily by choice. Just right. because of circumstances beyond their control, they couldn't. They just they either had to, to move away to go take care of other things, family situations or work situations that just didn't allow it. But for the most part, you know, people can do this. Absolutely. They just have to work at it. And yeah. it's determination it is. And a lot of a lot of hard work. And it's connections. Not easy. And like you were saying, what you did um, over the years is mostly that multiple streams of income, which is true in any creative profession right now. But you're, you know, master at music. So that's what we're talking about now is just the, the music industry. you got to have those multiple streams of income. So, you know, it's the guy with the guitar going to do the, the open mic night. Well, that might work. You might need to add some more music industry jobs Mm -hmm. find some other things you can do in the music industry while they're paying and do those different things stack them all together you have your full-time music industry life so you can do what you're passionate about 
but not go broke or have to move back in with your parents. Right. And so, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the reason that I wanted you to come on to be with me on this introductory welcome episode is mainly because for those of us that are married and have a family or maybe married and just you're just married or if you're married and you have kids as well either way you know if you're going to do this you have to support your family you have to be able to take care of your family um, no matter what you're doing Absolutely. obviously so but if you're going to try to do music for a living and support a family that's even harder that's a lot of pressure it's, it's a lot yeah. of pressure and it is very difficult can it, be there's no you don't have a salary that you're working off of nine to five 40 hours a week right. monday through friday Dependable and then you get the weekends income. off it, that's not the way that this life works no um and so to do that for a living and be successful at it you have to have a spouse whether it be your husband or your wife that is supportive of you and believes in what you're doing you know and especially if it works out really well for you and me because you're a musician as well yes. and you're creative as well doing writing and being artistic and those types of things so we understand that mindset already right. which is a little different than yeah. some people who you know one spouse might work in a business organization and yeah. then the other spouse is a musician like those things are i think probably harder yeah for some people than it might be for us because we're kind of already in that mindset if we right. know we're what there. we know what we're doing Absolutely. and we're both on the same page as far as yeah. what what you're up against right and but so often i am a novelist so i know opposites attract right. so since there are so many um households where one person is a creative and they have a passion they want to go for and it does not include a reliable dependable income always mm -hmm. or it doesn't if you don't know some industry tips and that's what that's what your whole podcast is going to be about you're it's not just you keep strumming away at that guitar it's you know what there are several things you could be doing mm -hmm to get that income to where bills are not an issue. And that pressure within a relationship, if you're in a family situation, that's no longer an issue now. You can just be passionate about your music. The money will come and you can pour your your energy into, you know, what matters um, for your career. So that's, that's where I just, yeah, I'm so happy to help you with this intro episode because I'm passionate about creative arts. I'm passionate about doing what you love for um, your life, spending your, we get one lifetime. Let's spend it doing something that um, we're passionate about. So this is great. You're just going to, you've learned all this over 25 years. -ish. Yeah, 20, tw around 25 years. Uh, I've been doing music on some level, mm -hmm. not always full time, but at least part time at least. And, you know, trying to think of, look back at all of the things that I've done musically that I've been able to make money at some of those things I'm still doing some of some of the things not as much uh, but at some level I'm pretty much have a hand in somewhere right. in multiple cookie jars so, yeah. so you know I'm a recording artist mm -hmm. I'm still doing that that's what I've been doing the longest sure uh, well I'll take that back I've been playing guitar the longest yeah <laughs> and teaching guitar the longest since you were four you've been I was playing four guitar? years old when I started taking guitar lessons yeah uh, but just to kind of go down the list, I'm a recording artist, I'm a songwriter, and I've had songs recorded on um, different albums with friends of mine, on mm -hmm. indie albums and things sure. like that. I've got one coming out on a label uh, album here pretty soon, which is mm -hmm. awesome. Yep. Um, producer, I've produced for other artists. I'm a composer, I've written music for TV and film projects, a lot of background music for TV shows and things like that, mm -hmm. which has allowed me to start producing for other artists as well in the TV film 
sync world, which has been awesome the past four or five, six years or something like that. Uh, I'm a worship pastor, so I lead worship at different churches Mm -hmm. and camps and conferences and things like that all around the country. I've been doing that for multiple years. Yeah. Uh, I've played guitar for other artists. I've been out touring as a guitar player and background vocalist for different artists as well. Um, I've done road managing for other artists. Uh, I'm a guitar teacher. That's mm-hmm. something I've, you know, I did back home in Paducah after, uh, for years, um, after taking lessons for years, I got to teach at Chapman Music in Paducah, Kentucky, where I'm from, mm-hmm. and then built my own teaching business. And that's, that was actually what jumped me over into the full time. Yes. From that point on about 11 years ago. Yeah. I during started, the recession. During the recession, 2008 right. recession, everything's falling apart. And I actually built a business during that time. Yeah. Teaching guitar and starting my own business called Eden Brook music yeah and um <laughs> what so, an adventure <laughs> which is a huge adventure and yeah. that allowed me to start building up a student base to the point that i didn't have to work outside of music any longer right and i've been able to do that ever since and yeah. adding that to the artist side of things and yeah. um, songwriting and producing and whatever else uh, i'm a booking agent i've got a, a list of artists that i work with in different genres that i do booking for they get to go out and tour and play shows, and so I help facilitate those things. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I go out and road manage one of those artists from time to time. Sure. Um, I've been a DJ yeah. doing weddings. Yeah. Not uh, recently. That not, was that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I don't really that. do that much anymore. But yeah. I, you know, I was doing weddings and wedding receptions. And do, running sound for and running sound events. For, the, yep, yep. for different events and things like that. Um, I've been a radio show host. Yeah. That was a lot of fun when we yeah. did it. And I've been an actor. On the show, different. I've been acting in different things, but most recently I did the show Nashville, mm-hmm. the last two seasons that it was on, and I was in the bands mm-hmm. in the background, which playing, wasn't acting because which you had to really play yeah, yeah, every which is, note. Yeah, which is actually really hard work because you would get maybe twenty four hours yeah. to learn and memorize an entire song, an original piece, an original piece yeah. that you had to learn and memorize what the recording was doing, and then get up on screen and play it exactly. Yeah. And not miss a beat because right. it had to be exact. And I did that for the last two seasons. So, um, you know, just so many different things. And that that's one of the things I want people to know that are listening to this. And the whole point of this podcast is to let people know there are multiple, mm-hmm. multiple endless ways to make a living in music. It's not yeah. always creative. There's a lot of business side. of There's the booking side. There's the management side. You know, there's BMI, ASCAP, CSAC, you know, the performance rights organizations. There's, um, I mean, things I can't even think of at the moment. You yeah. know, somebody's, somebody has to, to print up and write out and chart out, you know, songbooks yeah. that end up in a music store that everybody Absolutely. goes wants to go get a Taylor Swift or a Def Leppard songbook yeah. to learn their songs. <laughs> somebody has to write all that stuff out. I love that you mixed Taylor Swift and Def Leppard like that? in that sentence. That was great. That's pretty good. Yeah. So, um, and they actually, it's odd because they actually did like a CMT Crossroads thing together. That was that was completely random. <laughs> so random. That's a freebie. <laughs> Don't edit that out. That was awesome. No, I'm not going to. That's okay. a freebie. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, there are so many different aspects to the music business. Sure. And that anybody, I mean, there's uh, music lawyer. There's yeah. entertainment. Entertainment lawyers. Those types of things. So, yeah. there's always ways. Music is interconnected in everyone's life at all times. You know, in some fashion or and form. And so important. So yes. important. And it's needed. Yeah. Um, music is universal. Mm-hmm. It is that universal language. And I think it's very true. Yeah. So, but I want people to know that, 
you know, if there is something that you're interested in, whether you're actively pursuing it currently or something that you're thinking, man, I really want to do this. I wish I could pursue this. You know, it's not an automatic, hey, quit your job, go find this thing that you're passionate about and just bury yourself into that and make that your living. Yeah. That doesn't really happen that way for the most part. It's, it's a gradual, you work your way into it and build yourself up sure. from there. But it is, it is very possible. It's very doable. And so one of the things I'm excited about letting people know is that in this podcast, I've got amazing mm, yeah. guests that are coming on to be interviewed. So many. That are so good. People that have been very, very successful in the industry on either as musicians or artists um, composers, composers, um, yeah, yeah, orchestrators, songwriters, you know, A and R music label, yeah. record label people. Yeah. Um, I mean, just so many things that I've already talked with. Yeah, you know, these episodes are coming, and they're, they're tell really how good. They did it. Like just going back yeah. in the editing process, listening back to them. Yeah, as I'm getting it all put together, I'm like, this is really good information. Good like, information. Even though. I know the majority of this information already myself. Uh-huh. I'm still, there's still nuggets that I'm learning or I'm re-remembering. Yeah, absolutely. To be like, oh, wait, that's true. I need to put that into practice in my life. Yes. You know, and in my career. And so there's always something to learn. It doesn't matter how good you are at anything. There's always something to learn. Absolutely. So I want to encourage people that uh, they'll be listening to this to come back each week and know that there's something new because there's different focuses. Each right. week is something, it's going to be a different aspect. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's going to be talking to a guitar player. Sometimes it's an artist. Sometimes it's that orchestrator. Mm-hmm. Somebody, sometimes it's the person that's writing the music for that Def Leppard songbook <laughs> or Taylor Swift songbook or yeah. whatever it is. Absolutely. You know, those types of things. And yeah. so there's just so much to know and to learn. And I know that there's people ask me all the time, mm-hmm. you know, how do you do this for a living? They how have do. you been able to do this? Yeah. And you've seen that. They do. That's why you wanted to start this. People asking you, how are you still doing music? When everybody else had to quit and so many people do that have else. that yeah. I've watched over the years, even even bigger name people that just sort of disappeared. Yeah, some of them they quit on their own. They just right. got tired of it. Yeah, and and that's fine. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, everybody's passions change. Sure. But for those that want to really pursue it and make a full time living out of it, yeah, you know, it's determination. It is relationships. Absolutely. It is getting to know like a lot of the people that are being interviewed are relationships that I've built over 20 years. They're all people you know personally or have a, a personal connection or relationship to somehow. Yeah. And through your work and your the multiple facets that you work in, relationships you've built, and that's, I mean, it's the same in music or in writing or in anything. It's, it's a relationship. So a lot of people are going to know, okay, I'm not in music. I've got my guitar. This is what I do. But I don't even know where to start. Mm-hmm. How do I even meet people or... You know, or even if they're um, not so much outgoing, they don't want to just, you know, move to Nashville and just start making connections. It's like, where do you even start making relationships? So you're going to talk about all that and talk about with each guest, where did you start and how did you do yep. this? And I think they will probably all mention how important relationships are oh, yeah. in the industry and for getting the right jobs, the jobs that pay, and then you can make a living in the music industry. See how that works? Catchy title. It's a catchy title, I isn't it? I was, I was pretty excited about that. Smart man. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> So that's what the podcast is about, everybody. It's going to be great. So if you're listening right now, uh, I'm excited for you to come back each week and what there is to be offered to you. You know, get out your 
your pad, your, your pen, or your iPad, or your computer, or whatever it is you take notes down on, and get ready to take down some notes because there's going to be lots of information. Definitely. Each week. Good, it's usable really, information. Yeah, it's very usable. Week. It's relevant mm-hmm. always. Certainly. It's evergreen material. Yeah, it's going to be great. And so subscribe. Um, yes, yeah, so you can subscribe. Uh, the, the website is you can make a living in the music industry dot podbean dot com awesome and then there's a facebook page yeah if you search you can make a living in the music industry mm-hmm. on facebook that'll take you to the to the show page yep. and you can subscribe follow like the page and then also follow it just Absolutely. in case it doesn't automatically yeah. do it be sure to hit the follow button so you get notifications so you get not- yeah. notifications and those types Definitely. of things because you can go on there now and what i've done is there are little bios and tidbits of information for different yeah. upcoming guests that you can go ahead and kind of get an idea of who someone is that's going to be on and see who they are and get a short version of their bio yeah. and what they've done and be be prepared for that as well so absolutely well you've worked hard putting all this together this yeah. is just amazing i've watched this um just grow so quickly and this is incredible and we're sitting here in marty's studio right now which has always been your studio for recording and doing and all the other things that you do in music. Um, but now you've got the podcast. So we're sitting here with all this equipment. <laughs> so what, yeah. how just briefly, and I don't even, I really haven't paid attention much. It's in my own home and I haven't paid attention. Tell us how you have put this together in case somebody's like, okay, I, I want to make a living in the music industry and I want a podcast. How, what are you using? How do you put this together? Yeah. So as far as like the, the equipment that I use for my studio, um, and it's multifaceted because a lot of it's used for recording. And then I'm also a guitar teacher, so I teach out of my studio as well. But I use a lot of the equipment for, for that stuff also. So I use multiple things. So I'll just kind of give a, a quick list here. Sure. But I use a Universal Audio, the Apollo Twin interface. That is my main interface that I use in the studio, and I love it. It's amazing. Everybody should have one. I think that's pretty much the standard across the board musically in the music business Mm -hmm. for interfaces. When I first started, I had a Focusrite 2i2 two-channel interface. And when I was first kind of getting my feet wet doing this, and then I upgraded to the Apollo, but I still use the Focusrite 2i2 because whenever I'm doing the podcast and I'm going on location to someone else's studio Uh, to meet them, I take that with me to record that and then bring it back and, and then switch over to the other thing here in the studio. One of the biggest things that has been huge for me, so I also use obviously uh, an Apple Mac uh, laptop, and then I run that into um, like a 32-inch TV, you know, flat-screen TV for my monitor, TV monitor. Um, in order to do all that, because I actually have an older, a little bit older computer, so people, if you're listening and you have a computer that still has like the disk drive in the computer itself... All right, so like the 2017? It's like 2013, 2015, something like that, before they went to the all-solid state. So this is really important. Uh, This was a huge game changer for me. Because when I got the flat-screen TV, Mm -hmm. because, you know, trying to read it, see everything on a little laptop screen, that gets difficult after a while. (laughs) And your (laughs) your neck's been over and your back hurts and those types of things. So when I went to the flat-screen TV and I had to plug in my Apollo interface and I got a computer and I've got uh, trying to 
run it Thunderbolt into the Apollo Twin, and then run that into the TV. Mm-hmm. Like I was, I didn't have enough cables. HD, I had to have HDMI cables and things oh, yeah. like that, and I didn't have enough space. And I was freaking out because I couldn't. I bought all of this stuff and I couldn't get it to all connect. Oh no! And we spent like two weeks or something like that trying to figure out, you know, these docking stations that you can plug different things into, and nothing was working. And so finally, you found. Thank you very much. You found this thing um, online called StarTech. S T A R T E C H. StarTech.com was is the brand. I mean, it's the website, I guess, but it's yeah, the yeah. brand. And the model number, because I want you to know this, if you have, like I said, if you've got a computer that still has like a 2015 or earlier Mac, and this is something that you're wanting to go into like the, the full screen uh, TV monitor sort of setup, you got to look up a TB2DOCK4KDHL. We'll put that in the show notes. We'll put that we'll in the show notes. We'll definitely put that in the show notes. But it's, you just had to mention it's, it because it was such an odd problem and it was hard to find the answer. It was hard to find the answer. It's a docking station that you can plug in your USB, Thunderbolt, HDMI cables all into this thing. Yeah. It's like 300 bucks. It's expensive. But it was this the only solution it tied to it the all problem. Together. And it yes. put it all together and it was well worth it. Yeah. And I've never had any issues with it. So That's amazing. It was a lifesaver. Yeah. Uh, so we'll have that in in the show notes, but you really, if that's something that you're having a problem with, you need to look that up. It's really huge. The other big thing for me, I had this tiny desk at the time and I had all this new equipment, all these monitors and TVs and amps and, you know, interfaces <laughs> and all this kind of stuff. And I was running out, I didn't have space. And since I was sitting for hours on end, I was getting out of shape and I don't like that. I want to be healthy and you want me to be healthy. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we found this desk that's amazing because it's electronic and it raises oh yeah it goes up and down i can stand up Mm -hmm. and work and then when my legs get tired i can lower it and i can sit back down it's not one and it's not the very desk it's not the thing that's a desk on top of a desk this is a electronic desk on hydraulics yeah you hit a button and it goes up as high as you need it to go and it sits down and goes back and that's super cool it'll be in the show notes it's uh Real Space Magellan Performance Collection is what it's called. And it wasn't very pricey as far as desks go. It was not. It so was not bad at all. Exactly, but and we'll, um, we'll definitely a, put it in the show notes. Be, yeah, but it was a lifesaver yeah. as well. Those were the two biggest things, honestly. And funny enough, they actually have nothing to do with the actual making of music. No, it's just well, connecting it, everything together. It does because when you produce music, because you were sitting at your workstation for hours and hours on end, you know, producing music. So no matter what someone's doing in music, they're going to be on the computer and at their studio workstation. And they're also going to need to stay healthy Mm -hmm. or, you know, it's going to be a short career. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. So some other things that I use, uh, you know, I got like four port USB hubs that Mm -hmm. you can, because you have to plug in multiple USB things. So that's, that's helpful as well. Um, because I've got the laptop running into the big TV, I don't need both screens. So I ended up getting like the Apple Magic keyboard, the little remote yeah. wireless keyboard. Um, so I can keep my computer mostly closed, the laptop yeah. portion, so I can just focus on the big screen. Um, and that was been super helpful. Headphone-wise, I use Biodynamic DT770 Pro headphones. And all this stuff will be in the show notes for anybody that wants to check this stuff out. Um, and it may not be what you need for yourself, but it's been, these things have been great for me. And the reason I ended up picking these, I had a, 
sort of a generic set for a long time when I first started. They were okay, but they were killing the back of my head. Like yeah. the back of my ears were just really hurting uh, because of the pressure on it and the, the material that's made of, whatever. And I found these Biodynamics uh, DT770s, and I loved it because they are, the ear part is cloth. Mm. That part that goes over your ears mm-hmm. is actually cloth, and it's so much softer, and yeah. it doesn't kill my head. And it's, it's a huge difference, and they yeah. sound great. Um, they make a 250 ohm and an 80 ohm, and I ended up, I had to talk with uh, somebody to figure out, okay, why do I need one over the other? And it ended up being, he said, if you're doing studio work, pick the 250 ohm because it's a flatter sound EQ wise. The 80 ohms have more bass into them. And when you're trying to mix, you know, you're trying to mix a song um, on headphones, which I have to do because the way my studio is set up, I can't always have my monitors on. Right. So if I'm having to to mix on on headphones, Mm -hmm. uh, the 250 ohm have a flatter sound. So it's been really good. So you found a lot of great um, ways to not only be comfortable, but have the best sound, mm-hmm. quality, found good prices. Yeah. Um, it's So you're set up. You're ready to rock this podcast. Yeah. And, I, you know, and honestly, because the studio is so small, it's just a little space. There's nothing big. But I'm able to, I'm, I'm recording music and putting music out that's landing on TV. Yeah. You know. Gone are the days of having to be in a huge studio. Right. As fun as that is, and as amazing as it is, and if I ever have the opportunity to go hang out in a studio and record, well, of course I'm going to take it. Well, you do, yeah. You know, you always take those chances when you get them. But the music business has changed so much, and technology has changed so much that you can do so much out of your home. Yeah. You know, and that's what we're able to do, a home studio. That's what most music is And that's what most music is done now, and and over email and back and forth and sending parts back and forth and those types of things. I mean, some of the clients that I work with and some of the co-writers and co-producers I work with, I'm in Nashville. They're in L.A. Mm -hmm. or Chicago. I got a guy in Germany that I work with. Yeah. You know, we work back and forth over email and Facebook and whatever it is. So, you know, again, all of this is just to kind of let you guys know how I've been able to do it. Um, and to know that you can do this, it's a lot of hard work. Again, as we've said, it's relationships, it's getting to know people. You do need to be, if you're going to do music for a living, um, you really need to be in a music city, whether it's Nashville, New York, LA, Chicago, Austin, Texas, you know, anywhere that music is a, is a hub Mm -hmm. you need to be, or Seattle, maybe, you know, depending on what type of music you're wanting to focus on. Probably, mm-hmm. you know, if you want to do country music, well, you don't want to go to LA. You want to come to Nashville, mm-hmm. right? Um, if you want to do grunge music, you want to be in Seattle. You don't want to be in Chicago necessarily. So you need to find out what, what if you're wanting to play music, what it is that you're wanting to do, find out what city is doing that. And you need to be in those places, mm-hmm. you know. To build those relationships. To build those to relationships. To make a career out of it. Yeah. If you're going to make a career out of it. Now, yeah. if you want to stay local where you are you can do that there's plenty of things to do i mean if you're wanting to work at a venue and be a booking agent at a venue or brings people in and run something like that whether it be like you know um a theater or something like that where artists are coming in putting on concerts you know start small you start local where you are and get involved in those places and then as time goes by and you build up then you can move beyond those things to a bigger bigger market or whatever So, and we're going to talk about those things. So a lot of the guests coming on, they've done that very same thing. Right. You know, and they're going to share how they've done that and how they've moved beyond those things to where they are now. Yeah. Uh, to, make a, to make a living. And again, I want to be really clear. It's not about being famous. You know, 
I mean, when I was a little, when I was a little kid, I wanted to be famous. Mm-hmm. You know, that's every little kid's dream that when they see a musician on TV or on in concert or something like that, they want to. Well, they think that's the only option because that's the only person that's visible. Yeah, is the famous artist. So you think, okay, if I'm going to play guitar, it's not. I'm not making a living in the music industry until I'm him. Right. And there's so there's so many more places for us. Yeah, exactly. So there is fame and fortune. People that want that, like you can pursue that, but that is not the end all to be all. Um, no, this is more about music as a passion. This is doing what you love this is for being a living. Successful. Yeah. In music, doing multiple things, one or two things, maybe nine or ten things, like I do. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. and that's okay. It's about because success is different for everyone. Exactly. What it is for you and me yeah. is not the same as what it is for someone who's listening on the other side of the country. Sure. And that's okay. But the point, and again, the reason that I wanted you to come on and talk with, with me about this is because for me to be successful is to be able to support my family. Mm. I get to do music and do what I love mm-hmm. over multiple ways of doing it, mm-hmm. but I get to support my family and enjoy our life together. You know. Outside of that, people may not know who I am. Some people do. Mm-hmm. I want people to know me because now, because they see, oh, wait, this guy is being successful doing music. And no one may know who I am very much, Yeah. right? But I've built relationships with people yeah. over so many years, so many different ways that I'm able to reach out to them and say, hey, would you come on and talk and share your story of how you got into this Absolutely. and how you've been able to be successful to let other people know that you can do this too. That they can there's, do it too. That's the whole point. There's room yeah. for everybody. And it doesn't it doesn't mean, like you said, immediately quitting your job. It doesn't mean that you have to immediately move to New York or L.A. or Nashville. Um, but there are small steps you can start taking with every episode. One more thing you can do to, um, to make a living in mm-hmm. the music industry. Mm-hmm. And so you can live your passion and enjoy the life you want. So that's what we're here for. Awesome. So it's going to be great. We're excited. So for... are you going to have episodes where you're going to like take people's questions or can can they go on to Facebook page and ask questions and maybe you could do like yeah. an episode every once in a while that's like answer the So if somebody's like, hey, I've got a four-year-old Mac and I can't get my stuff plugged in, those kind of odd questions that you've had to learn through trial and error that people are just like, oh, would somebody please answer from a technical question to an industry question to yeah. how did you get, you know, how do I get my music on television right. or whatever? Yeah, I'm going to do those sort of in-between shorter episodes Great. myself where, yeah, you can. So if anybody wants to, you can either uh, you can go on the website or you can go on the Facebook page and just enter, you know. Just message you just, just over message the page? The, or put it in the actual timeline or whatever it is. And ask questions. Yeah. These first episodes for this first season, for the most part, have already been recorded. Right. So that won't necessarily work there. Mm-hmm. But uh, but you can email or Facebook the question or whatever to me. And then I can answer questions when I'm doing these sort of in-between Fantastic. shorter episodes. Yeah. And then as time goes on, then we'll start putting those questions into for the guests to be able to talk with as well. So definitely moving forward that yeah. is going to happen that's cool yeah so i'm excited about it cool. i hope you're excited about it yeah. and uh we look forward to you guys um checking it out so get ready <laughs> all right because you're gonna make a living in the music industry yeah and we want that's and that's the other thing we want to help you guys part of what edenbrook productions 
is and does is we do consulting. Mm -hmm. So if you have questions about that and you're like, how do I do that? Just like you're asking, Mm -hmm. you know, you have questions of how do I do this? You know, then we're, we're going to do like one hour consulting over the phone or Skype or FaceTime or, you know, those types of uh, ways to communicate with each other. Um, You can contact us. That'll be in the show notes as well of how you can contact us. And, and then we can touch base with you Fantastic. and help you guys get started yeah. and making a living in the music industry. And so we're right. very excited about that. People so want personal attention. That yeah. Is super. Give personal attention. And yeah. that's what we want to do. So we're excited. We want you guys to join in and be a part of the conversation and the discussion and learn lots and be excited about it as well, just as much as we are. So uh, thank you guys for taking time to listen to this introductory episode. This is episode zero. <laughs> uh, next week, episode one kicks off. Awesome. And I'm very excited about the first guest. So you have to come back next week to find out who it is. All right. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Keely. My pleasure. You're awesome. Thank you. you rock my face off. Hey, right back at you. All right. <laughs> See you guys. <laughs>